Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobbed one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy guacamole. <laughs> Here's the snap. Pressure coming from the outside. Brady throws a pass. Caught ball first down to the 50. Outside the numbers, 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. It's Perriman. Bashad Perriman. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Box win in overtime. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. All big Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! And there the cannons go. Fire them. Keep on firing them. Keep on firing them. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Rhett and Evan of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Today we're taking a look at some quarterback candidates the Bucks might be in the market for in the 2022 season. Of course, following the news of Tom Brady's retirement, the Buccaneers are looking for a new guy to lead them on offense. And there's quite a few candidates. Before we dive into them, though, Evan's got a pretty big announcement. Yes, I wanted to announce that I have joined Bucks Nation, SB Nation's Buccaneers website, as a writer. So I will now be writing articles for them. Don't worry, I'll still be on the podcast. Changes nothing with the podcast. But if you want to check out some of my written work, you can head over to BucksNation.com and, and go check out some of that cool stuff. You dropped your first article this week, but the topic was potential quarterback candidates for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022. So we're going to take a look at some of the guys on that list. Of course, give our takes. And if you guys want to check out the full list of potential quarterbacks for the Bucks next season, BucksNation.com, you can go check it out. Written by Evan Wanish. Let's go ahead and dive into the candidates. Evan, I'm going to toss it over to you. I figured we could, you know, of course, get the big names out of the way first and then uh, talk about some more guys as we go. The name that everybody's going to talk about first, you know, the elephant in the room kind of is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Um Obviously, there's been a lot of trade speculation about Rodgers. Will he stay? Will he go? It was all, last all season was the same thing. Um, and now with the Packers disappointing into the season, you know, a lot of people are wondering if that's it. Um, you know, a lot of people point to, well, Tom Brady retired, so just replace him with Aaron Rodgers. And while that sounds all fine and dandy, it's not as easy um, as it sounds. The Packers aren't going to willingly just give him up. But um, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take multiple first-round picks. And there's a rumor that, like, he would prefer to play with Devontae Adams. So you don't really know how that would factor into the, into the Buccaneers' plans as well. Um, I wouldn't view Rodgers as a likely option just because of not only are you giving up a lot of future assets, you're also having to maybe pay a Devontae Adams you know, close to top wide receiver money, which he's looking for. He's looking for about $30 million a year, which would make him the highest paid receiver in the NFL. So uh, do you want to go down that path? You might have to make sacrifices along the roster that you weren't really expecting to make it if you were so um obviously the bucks will be interested in rogers i'm sure he's a talented quarterback and if you want to keep your super bowl window open i'm just not sure how likely he is at this point well the topic of longevity i think also has to be added to that conversation this is just my personal opinion of course quarterbacks prove guys like me wrong all the time tom brady did it for 22 seasons but Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old, man. Like, I, I know that Bruce Arians is also kind of old, and he's committed to coming back for next season. But you don't really know how much longer the Bucs are going to be able to kick this can down the road, in a sense, 
With a guy like Rodgers, he is incredibly talented. A lot of people consider him one of the most athletic quarterbacks of all time. Can he thrive in Tampa Bay? Absolutely. And I think he would be an awesome option. But again, like, he's 38 years old, man. Like, can he continue to play the way that he is now once he hits that milestone of 40 years old, which is, you know, even more of a make-or-break age for NFL quarterbacks nowadays? Yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons, right? The pro is you're probably – it's the, it's the, the slowest, the shortest drop-off, I should say, right, from Brady to Rodgers. It's definitely the shortest drop-off. Um, and your Super Bowl window is still – really wide open but the cons are like you said when he's 38 do you want to maybe have another quarterback for only two years or at most maybe three years uh you know who knows how his body is gonna age so you know yeah we're not really sure uh, honestly and like i said that's for the buccaneers to decide uh like i said i'm sure they'll be interested but i just i'm not sure how likely rogers is at this point Hey, quick ad break, but uh, let me tell you about our guys over at betonline.ag, one of our main sponsors of the podcast for over a year at this point. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Head to the new updated desktop or a mobile website they have to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and a proud sponsor of the Cannon Fire Podcast. One guy who's another big name, a little bit more likely than Rodgers, but I still don't know how likely it actually is, is is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, there was trade rumors last year. Not really that he was going to be traded, but just if it was weird how it was structured. If he were to ask out, he'd want to go to these teams. But, you know, the Buccaneers weren't a, a team that would have been vying for his services at that point. So maybe now that the Buccaneers are an open spot, maybe he would be interested in coming to Tampa. That's an unknown right now. But Wilson, the Seahawks did had a disappointing season. A lot of people think maybe it's time to move on. He's another guy who it wouldn't cost as much to acquire Aaron Rodgers, but you're still looking at probably two first-round picks and a second-round pick, maybe an additional pick. Uh, you have to look at what the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford. Um Matthew Stafford, I believe, was 32 at the time, and Russell Wilson is now 33. Um, Matthew Stafford was traded for two first, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. So, you know, you have to look at that, and I think Russell Wilson's a better quarterback than Matt Stafford, so the cost will likely be a little bit more. Wilson, he's a guy who – you can get in this a little bit more, Rhett, but – He's a guy who it doesn't seem like he'd be here for two years. It seemed like that'd be more of a, not really a 10-year thing, but it seemed like that'd be more of a long-term thing. And his fit in the offense would be fascinating because they haven't had a quarterback like that, especially a Bruce Arians offense hasn't really had a quarterback. I don't doubt that Russell Wills can hit, can hit all the throws. It's just the size, the play style. They haven't had a quarterback like that. So it'd be fascinating. Um, I just don't know if the Seahawks are going to trade him. And if they would, I don't know if they would trade him within the conference. So we'll see what happens but I think Wilson is an intriguing option and possibly like the one that you're like most maybe excited about because it would be so different yeah and what's the one thing everybody has been saying he needs the most it's it's a consistent offensive line now obviously the Buccaneers have some free agents that they need to shore up but for the most part 
the young talent is there, right? If Alex Kappa goes away, you still got Aaron Stinney. He's a young guy. He played well on that Super Bowl run in 2020. Tristan Wirfs is obviously the future of this team at right tackle. Ryan Jensen, still have yet to see, but I, I, I honestly think he ends up re-signing anyways. But, you know, not only does he need a structured offensive line, which is exactly what he'll have here in Tampa Bay, but the conversation of longevity comes up. That two years, potentially, with a guy like Aaron Rodgers can definitely turn into four to five to maybe six years with a guy like Russell Wilson. But this is a question for you. What does his play style look like when he is 36, 37 years old? Because he is over 30, but, you know, part of what makes Russ, Russ, is his athletic ability. And, like, the longevity of a guy like Tom Brady to Russell Wilson is obviously going to be much different. It is. It is. And Russell Wilson takes a lot more sacks. He takes a lot more chances. He's running the ball more. So you're going to get hit more. And that's a valid point. He's also not a big guy. He's 5'11. So, like, you know, that's well documented. So you're right. I mean, he's good now. How's his body going to be in three years or so? And that's something that if the Buccaneers are truly interested in acquiring Wilson, they're going to have to determine that. They are going to have to determine that. I, I do think his presence in this offense, though, that's the most exciting part of all of it is that, yeah, I think he can do he well can and hit make all the, the throws. throws. Yeah, he yeah. can hit all the throws, but it almost opens an entirely new chapter does. for what they can do. I mean, depending on who you have at running back, you know, it is a disposable position, but it just yeah. opens the door so much more when you have a quarterback who has the ability to do way more than just one thing at a time. Brady was great. And some say, you know, he's a dual threat quarterback at times, but Russell, <laughs> Russell Wilson is a true dual threat quarterback. And that's something that the Bucks haven't had. Like Jameis Winston wasn't that, you know, Josh Freeman wasn't that like the Bucks haven't really had that really in their history. So it would be fascinating to see. Um, one of the, the most, not really polarizing, but like, I guess debatable topics here um, is a guy who could be the quarterback for 10 years if he was acquired because he is young enough. But the reason he is on the trade market, well, there's a few reasons, but the, one of the reasons is something that could lead to him not even playing the entire season. And like, how do the optics look of that? And that's Deshaun Watson. Obviously Deshaun Watson is a fantastic quarterback. He's still, I believe he's either 26 or 27 years old right now. So if you're acquiring him, he is your quarterback for the future. It's not like a, a stopgap thing with Rodgers or Wilson. He's your guy for the future, but we're not going to spend too much time on it and his football fit because until his legal issues resolved, uh, I don't think the Bucks or any NFL team for that matter is going to be acquiring him. So until those are resolved, which I don't know. It, it sure seems like that might take a little bit. Um, until there's a resolve, I just don't really see the point in talking about his fit with his team much. Um, so moving on to a, I think if the Bucks are going to try and maintain a Super Bowl caliber, you know, team and contender, this may be their best realistic option, and it wouldn't cost as much as even a Russell Wilson. And that's Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr is a very, very intriguing option. I think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he's not great by any means, but I think he is a good quarterback that hasn't really played on a lot of good teams. Um, so I think if he goes to Tampa, it would be the best team he's played on in his, his entire career, really. Um, it would be fascinating to see him as, as well in this offense. I think he's a guy who can hit all the throws. Um, you know, he's been playing – 
in, in Las Vegas in a John Gruden offense that doesn't really take a ton of chances, uh, so which he'd take more chances in Tampa Bay. But I think you know, he's shown a willingness to do so. As far as price goes, you're probably looking at a first-round pick. But I'm not sure it'd be much more than that, honestly. Um, I, I don't think it, it would take much more. I don't be, think it would be a multiple first situation. Uh, I believe Carr's are 30 or 31 years old. So, again, he is a guy who could be four, five, six years. Um, and, and his play style is even different than Russell Wilson. So he could be a guy who's more, a little bit more durable than, than Russ uh, as, he, as he gets into you know, his late, mid to late 30s. So Carr would be an interesting option. The issue uh, is I'm not sure that he's going to be available. There's a new regime in place in Las Vegas with Josh McDaniels, um, but I just think they might want to try and make that work. They might want to try hard and make Derek Carr the fit and everything, make that work. So we'll see if he becomes available. I think the Bucks, Bucks will be calling. If any of these guys become available, I think the Bucks will be calling. Anybody on this list that we mentioned before that we're going to mention here soon. Um, but, you know, I'm just not sold that he's going to be available. But if he were to be made available, that would be definitely one of the Bucks' best options. Yeah, Derek Carr is probably the guy at the top of the list of things I think will happen. Uh, if he's not number one, definitely number two. But just like you brought up, that Josh McDaniels hire, man, I, I really think that changes things in Vegas. I, I tend to agree with most of your sentiments. I think the Bucks would definitely be more than interested in giving him a look. But you just got to see what happens with McDaniels because false promises have been made, right? Like how many times in the NFL have we seen a new head coach come in and say that, hey, this guy's my guy. And then a couple months later, that's just simply not the case. So we'll see how it shakes out. But uh, Carr, an interesting guy to keep an eye on. Uh, and then the last trade candidate that we will uh, discuss here, there, there's a, a few more in the article. So go ahead and go, go to BucksNation.com, read the article. Uh, but the last trade candidate we'll talk about here is one that might be the most polarizing one, honestly. Uh, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, for obvious reasons, would finally succeed Tom Brady, right? Not in New England, but in Tampa Bay. Who would have guessed that? Uh, does that and, does that mean all the transplant fans would probably stick around for a few more years? Maybe. Maybe, maybe you'd have a little bit more. Uh, maybe you have a few stick around, sure. Yeah. Um, maybe some 49ers fans, who knows? Oh. Um, but, I mean, look, Garoppolo, he is what he is. I don't think he's bad. I just think he's very average. But there are some reasons why the Bucs, you know, you'd ask, I don't even think he's a great fit in the offense. But you ask, well, why would the Bucs really get him then if he's average and he's not a great fit in the offense? Well, he wouldn't cost a first-round pick. He might not even cost a second-round pick. So you're talking about a guy who would be you know, cheap to acquire, maybe a third at most, maybe, you know, possibly a fourth, fifth-round pick maybe. I, he wouldn't cost a ton to acquire. And I think there's still... You know, in the league, I believe that a lot of the league believes that there is some untapped potential there with Jimmy G. So he's an option. Is he the best one? No, he's he's probably not. But he may he's a realistic option, and I think you know Bucks fans need to prepare for you know the possibility that that he could be the quarterback. Um, you know, like I said, is it ideal? No, but I just think there's some things that are working in his favor. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but he's definitely an option that you have to consider, and I think you got to keep an eye on. Jimmy G is a guy that has already said his goodbyes to San Fran. You know, in his in his press conference, he's like, "Listen, it's been fun, all the comebacks, love you guys, 49ers faithful, yada yada, all of that good stuff, right?" But he also said that he'd love to end up 
playing for a contender. He'd love to be in a situation where he can win. And like, yeah, 99% of NFL players would love that, I'm sure. But that makes Tampa a more than desirable place for him to end up. And just like you said, depending on how Bruce Arians and his and his coaching staff look at this team and how they want to build it now, you know, Jimmy G could be a guy who comes in here and just kind of steers the ship on offense, right? Doesn't really have to take over games. It wasn't exactly what he was known for when he had to do it nine times out of 10, they were losing that game. Uh, and that's also going to factor in when you talk about how much longer you want to compete for Super Bowls, but it almost seems like a waste to all of those weapons when you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and a quarterback who can barely get it to them. But winning games is what's important at the end of the day. Not every wide receiver on the roster getting a thousand plus yards. So it could be an option. I do not think it should be an option. I am not in the Jimmy G camp whatsoever, uh, but it definitely does make sense for the people who may want it to happen or a lot of the people who think it will happen. Yeah, it, it does for a number of reasons. And we're going to get to one free agent, one unrestricted free agent. There's a few others in the article. Like I said, go check it out. But we're going to get to a guy who the Bucks were reportedly inter interested in when they decide on Tom Brady. And that is another TV. That is Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you, you know, Bridgewater, he had a lot more shine in that offseason than he did, right? He was just coming off, of, you know, he was a, a New Orleans Saint. He was 5-0 and as a starter when Drew Brees went down. And then Bridgewater goes to Carolina. And Carolina has no answer for quarterback, yet they replace him again. Then he goes to Denver. And Denver has no answer for quarterback, yet he gets replaced. So now, again, he's looking, he's not going to be back in Denver. So I just think with Teddy, it's a safe option. But, like, your ceiling is very, very low. Like, your ceiling is not very high at all. Um, I just think he's not going to throw many interceptions, but he's also not going to throw a lot of touchdowns. And I just I just don't see, I think, the shine that he had in, the, in that 2020 offseason. It's kind of worn off now. And I'm not sure. This, I, I don't have a source on this or anything, but I'm not sure if the Bucs would have the same level of interest now that they did back then. But... Bridgewater's a veteran. You know what you're getting with him. That's why I said he's safe. Um, is he a better option than, than giving up an asset for Jimmy Garoppolo? Maybe. But, like, yeah, it, it's tough. It really is. So, um, just like you said about Jimmy, you know, you're kind of wasting Mike Evans and, you know, most likely Chris Gowan if, if slash when he comes back. So, uh, you know, it would be tough to, to sign Bridgewater. I think it would be a tough sell. But I could see it. I think he's an option. The free agency class, folks, is not good. All right, so be <laughs> be prepared. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is among the top. He's probably a top two or three free agent quarterback right now, and that should tell you all you need to know about this class. So I think Bridgewater could be an option, uh, but he may not be an ideal one either. But the big thing is the Bucks don't have to give up any draft picks for him. It's just money. So that that could really sway into Bridgewater's favor. But like I said, we got a few other names over there on Buck Station. Go check it out. Rhett, what are your thoughts on Bridgewater? I'm a big Teddy B fan. Uh, I always have been. I mean, that injury in Minnesota that set him back, a lot of people thought that was the end of his career. I thought his story coming back into the NFL and then obviously ending up on the Saints, being 5-0 and as a starter, as much as I hate the Saints, it's still hard to root against Teddy Bridgewater. But um when he's been given the keys to an offense like he was in Carolina, like he was in Denver, uh, he has lost teams games. And like that's, you know, just like you had brought up, when you bring in a guy like Teddy B, when you know what he is now in the NFL and the grand scheme of what he's done in his career, 
you are kind of leaving games on the table because there's not going to be games where Teddy B can lead your offense on a two-minute drive and throw a touchdown to Surreal Grayson with 28 seconds left to, for the go-ahead touchdown. Like, it just – it's probably not going to happen that way. Um I don't think he's going to be capable of making those throws in an Arians offense, just like a lot of the same points I made about Garoppolo. Can you scheme him to win? Absolutely. I think that's why he was 5-0 and as a starter under Sean Payton, right? But I just don't think Bruce Arians is going to be able to do that. Um, you know, and as far as Teddy B, I think his abilities in this offense would be limited. Any quarterback can do a lot of good things when you're throwing to the weapons the Bucks have, but you have to make those throws at the end of the day. I wanted to get your opinion as we kind of wrap things up here. There's one more group of players that we have yet to talk about, and I only bring this up because Jason Light made some comments this week reasserting his faith in second-round quarterback Kyle Trask. What are your thoughts on the uh, the Trask and Gabbert duo? Because yeah. it almost seems like you have to build these guys together considering if you start Trask for a couple of games next season, you're probably going to have to start playing Gabbert at some point in the season. So... You know, what are your thoughts on the Buccaneers feeling comfortable enough with what they have to to stick with Kyle Trask and uh, see what he can do with this offense? Well, you know, I think in an ideal world, if Trask starts the year, he finishes it because if yeah. he's getting replaced by Blaine Gabbert, that means that Kyle Trask is not good. That, that's what that <laughs> means. Um, if Blaine Gabbert starts the year, then Kyle Trask comes in. That's one thing. But Blaine Gabbert, I want to talk about more because I just I would be surprised if with this roster – as talented as it is, with Mike Evans just sort of, you know, kind of towards the end of his prime. He's still in his prime, but he's getting close to the end, right? He's getting closer to 30 years old. Levante David isn't getting any younger. Um, Shaq Barrett even isn't getting any younger. You know, I just don't know if if they're going to feel comfortable giving the reins to a second-year quarterback who wasn't even a first-round pick, was essentially a third-round pick because he was the last pick of the second round. So they can like Trask's development all they want. I think they understood that like Trask wouldn't be ready in one year, and that's why I really don't see him being the starter. Uh, Blaine Garrett's a real possibility, but yet again, I've always said, and I, I said on the show a little bit, but not too much. Everybody talks about, oh, Bruce Arians loves Gabbert. He loves Gabbert. Gabbert will be the starter. If Bruce Arians loved Blaine Gabbert so much, then why wasn't Blaine Gabbert considered, you know, as a top guy to to replace Jameis Winston when they did? Why did they go out and show interest in Tom Brady, show interest in Teddy Bridgewater, show interest in Philip Rivers? Why did they do that then? So I just I always think the the Blaine Gabbert praise was mostly just talking up your own player. Um, but yet again, like I, you can win some games. I just I just think your ceiling is incredibly low. I, I think your ceiling is probably eight or nine wins. Like and maybe maybe that does win you the NFC South, but like. You just trying to win a division and get in the playoffs, or are you trying to win the Super Bowl? So, um, yeah, I I would be surprised if Trask started, but Gabbert's a possibility. I just don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. If, if Blaine right. Gabbert trots out there week one as the Buck starter, I'll be like, okay. But then, like until that happens, I'm gonna be like, uh, I'm gonna be a little bit skeptical about Gabbert being the starter. I definitely agree. And a few more reasons to add on to your point. You know, Bruce Arians also is going to have a say-so in this. And in my personal opinion, I don't think Bruce Arians wants to sit around for two or three more seasons with a team that's ready to win and take a chance on a quarterback that may or may not win you games. All right? Like, it's, it's obviously not an ideal situation to be in when you're working with as raw of a quarterback as that. But especially with the team being what it is now, 
I know a lot of people in the comments are probably going to be referring to free agents, some pending free agents. And yes, the Bucks are going to have some guys leaving. We're actually going to put out a video on this later on this week, but this Bucks team is going to be fine. Like they're still going to be built to win after the off season. Even if they lose 60% of the names on that list, I still feel like Jason Light's going to be able to get the job done, put the band-aids on this team and have them in a well enough place week one next season to where they are ready to compete. Because I, I still think the nucleus is there. You still obviously got your young guys. You got to get younger in some positions. So that means some guys are going to leave. But yeah, I, I tend to agree with everything you just said. You can get to the playoffs with most of the guys we listed. You, you This roster, you can probably get to the playoffs with most of the guys. But can you get to a Super Bowl? Probably not, right? Like probably not with some of those guys. Um, a few of them, sure. A, a few that we yeah. listed, you definitely can. Um, but but some of them you can't. So it all depends on how aggressive they want to be. I think they'll be aggressive, but I also think there's going to be limitations. You know, if Russell Wilson never becomes available, if he says, oh, I don't want out of Seattle, and Seattle says, well, we're not trading him, there's nothing the Bucks can do, right? If Derek Carr says, oh, I don't want out of Vegas, and the Raiders say, we're not trading him, there's nothing you can do. So, um, you know, I think they'll be aggressive, but also there's going to be some limitations. There is a lot of options, but limitations. So, like I said, I listed a few more guys, uh, trade candidates and free agent candidates, on the article at BucksNation.com. Like I said, go check it out. Um, and it'll be a very interesting offseason. Don't worry, we'll, we'll have time to talk about each one of these guys pretty much individually for a longer time on a podcast in the future. So um, it won't be the last time you're hearing us, hearing us mention these names. Just think about the fun things you do online. Diving into movies you love. Shopping. Enjoying free Wi-Fi with your morning coffee. Wait, who's that guy? Meet the digital snooper. It can be your internet service provider peeking at what you do online. Or a cyber criminal on a mission to snitch your credit card info or a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. Uh-oh, but don't worry. NordVPN keeps all these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. The best part, it's just a click. Yep, internet security is that easy. I know the looming free agent list looks a little intimidating, but one thing is for certain, Jason Light, the Buccaneers front office, and every coach on that roster is going to do whatever they have to to make sure the Buccaneers can hang on to as many guys as they can. Are we going to have to say goodbye to some players? Yes, we are. But that's what happens. You have to get younger at certain positions. You have to say goodbye to some older players. Some guys may retire. Some guys still think they might have it to end up on another NFL roster. It happens. You know what I mean? That's part of building a team. But at the end of the day... The Bucs are still built to win, and regardless of what happens in free agency, regardless of what happens with the quarterback situation, the Bucs will still be winning a few games next year. Yeah, I think part of it is they look at the schedule, and the schedule does look daunting. Um, the, the schedule does look very difficult. The, the Bucs are going to be playing the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams next year, so they're guaranteed to be playing the Super Bowl champions and the runner-up, and they're also playing the Kansas City Chiefs. And the San Francisco 49ers. So both teams, all four teams that were involved in the championship rounds. Um, and the Bucs will also be playing the Packers, the Ravens, you know, the Browns, uh, Steelers. You know, the Steelers get a quarterback. That defense is still ferocious. So um, 
you know, the, the Cardinals are in there, the Cowboys are in there. So there, I understand, right? I get it. But just like you said, the core is still there, right? The core pieces, people will seem to forget that like the Bucks were a very talented team that just needed to know how to win when they went seven and nine, 2019. Right. There's a few plays here and there. And if it was, then they went nine and seven and made the playoffs. If a few plays here and there changed, right? Now I think they've been to the mountaintop. They know what it takes to get there. Everybody on this team is better now because of it. Will they lose guys? Yes. They've already lost their quarterback, right? Um, they're likely to, use, to lose their tight end, Rob Gronkowski. I would be pretty surprised if he's back, you know. But like you said, they're going to bring some guys back, right? Not every single unrestricted free agent is going to leave now because Tom Brady's not the quarterback. And look, you don't go from having 13 wins minus, what, maybe three or four players, and then all of a sudden you have four wins. Like, no, like you're still going to be competitive. Now, a lot of it does depend on, like we talked about in our quarterback options video, um, a lot of it depends on the quarterback that you get. If you're looking for you know, a Teddy Bridgewater, maybe you do get seven, eight, nine wins. Um, but if you're looking for a Russell Wilson, you know, 12, 13 wins is not out of the realm of possibility. So, um, you know, it, a lot of it does depend on the quarterback, and that's a complete unknown right now. We get it. But what we're trying to say is the team doesn't just suck, right? Like, the, the team doesn't just automatically suck. They've built this foundation. They still have those core pieces. You know, they still – Mike Evans ain't going nowhere. Levante David ain't going nowhere. Vita Vey ain't going nowhere. Shaq Barrett ain't going nowhere. The entire coaching staff, for the most part, Byron Left, which still has not been hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. If he's if he if he's not hired, the entire coaching staff could return. I know some people don't love the coaching staff, but the entire staff could return. The entire front office staff is back. So this is the same staff that has built this team, and I think they're they're capable of doing it again. This isn't a rebuild. It is truly a reload kind of, just like Jason Light and Bruce Arians both said. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know why a lot of people are going to write the bugs off. Will their ceiling be lower? Probably, right? I don't think you can expect 13, 14 wins next year, depending on who the quarterback most likely is going to be. Um, but, you know, I I just have a tough time seeing this team be – Oh, you know, five and twelve, or or six and thirteen, or whatever it may be. Um, I just have I just have a tough time. Six and thirteen didn't even make sense. Can't do math, folks. <laughs> um, I just have a tough time seeing this team struggle that much, especially with an NFC South. Who uh, you look at the Falcons, you look at the Panthers. What's going on with their situations? They're kind of in rebuild still, and the Saints just lost their head coach. So, you, you know, it's it's. Not a slam dunk. They'll still be a solid team, but I think the Buccaneers, pound for pound, could be better, not head-to-head, because we know that. Um, but um, I'd see unfortunate truth, folks. But the, the, the Bucs <laughs> are still in a – they're, they're in a good position, though, to win their division, regardless of who the quarterback is, because of that core group of players and the culture that has been built. Having Losing Tom Brady is a huge loss. There's no doubt about it. There, there, there is no doubt the Buccaneers will not be a better team next year than they were this year. It's just the facts. But to think that, you know, oh, this team's done, that's just not true. And it's just that they'll, they'll prove it this fall. We talk about the culture shift in Tampa Bay. A lot of people point to Tom Brady, but I wanted to highlight Bruce Arians as a head coach really quickly because, yeah, he has confirmed he'll be back for 2022. We know most of this regime is together, but 
we look back to what he had to work with in 2019. He still had the core of players that are on this team now. Shaq Barrett had his 19 and a half sack season. The dude went absolutely insane. JPP was playing. Yeah, Jameis Winston under center. 30 for 30 season. That team still went seven and nine. But Bruce Arians made it clear from day one, well, two big things. Uh, one, his goal is to put a ring on the finger, and he's already done that. Two, he's here to uh, not build, but reload, or, or his exact words. And obviously, that's what the Bucs are going to be doing in some sort of form this offseason. But, you know, I wanted you to kind of chime in on this one here. Why? Uh, I guess you probably can't answer this in a direct sense, but, like, why does it feel like Bruce Arians just gets way more disrespect than the guy deserves at this point? I don't really know. Um, I think it might be the Tom Brady effect. A lot of it, you know, Bill Belichick has gotten a little bit of disrespect now ever since they they sort of divorced each other, right? Um, even when Tom Brady was with the Patriots, everybody was like, oh, it's Brady. Belichick does nothing. Um, that's kind of the curse maybe of Tom Brady. Like you're, you have such a good quarterback that like, oh, well, you know, any coach can do that. You know, I I, I don't really know. It, it, it's hard to, to answer. Um, because yeah, he's, you know, he had a quarterback throw 30 interceptions and they won seven games in 2019. If he throws 10 less, 20 interceptions, that's still a lot of interceptions, but the Buccaneers are like nine and seven or 10 and six and they make the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not really sure why. Um, I think people have a lot of expectations as they should have expectations, but I, I just think sometimes people look at the McVeighs, they look at LaFleur. Um, they look at even an old, older guy like Andy Reid, they look at those and Bruce Arians' scheme, like, it's not like that, and they want it to be. So I think that's why there's more criticism there, but Bruce Arians wins. So, you know, those guys win, but so does Bruce Arians. So let them guys win in their style, and Bruce Arians can win in his style. Without a doubt, it'll be interesting to see what kind of shape this Buccaneers team is in week one of the 2022 season. But of course, we'll keep you updated here along the way. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. You can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram, rapidly approaching 30,000 followers. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram, and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T. AKUS. If you follow me, I will follow you back. That's the show, folks. I'm your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. Until then, and as always, go box. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.